0: The Bible prophesies in Daniel nine twenty four of a peace agreement that will be established on the earth. And when that peace agreement, there have been many peace agreements, especially between Israel and the Palestinians and Israel and different, different Arab nations. But the fact of the matter is they weren't the one. The Bible says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many. We know that the Antichrist will be a political leader from the European Union. The Antichrist and the European Union has to be involved in it. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. And we're broadcasting live from our general conference in Indianapolis, Indiana. There's about, I'm going to say, six to 8,000 people in here. We're in our conference booth that we've had for over 20 years, and we're broadcasting, uh, and that's why you hear some of the background noise here. There's people everywhere going through the booths. And if you're anywhere in the Indianapolis area, we're going to have a booth here all week. Look forward to meeting you. Uh, just come down here. You can come right in the front right over here, and wow, what a great time it's going to be. And we've had great times um, every year. So we're very thankful to God for all that he's doing in the world. There's evangelists and missionaries and pastors and people from all over the world that come in here. And we get to hear the stories of what God's doing in all the different countries and all the people that are being saved and converted and God's helping people. And what an awesome time it is. And you would be shocked at how much revival is happening around the world. I think people think that, hey, this, you know, the, the world is in chaos. That's the truth. But there God is having a revival In the land, and we're so thankful for that. So uh, we know that the Lord is coming before very long. We teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. What is that? Well, the gospel of the kingdom of God is simply this. The God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom. And that's what we're doing here at End Time Ministries. Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom of God. The apostles taught the gospel of the kingdom of God. And any God-called minister, male or female, anybody that God calls, that's their job, is to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. God's coming back before long, folks, and we need to be prepared for that. So we're going to talk about the different peace initiatives that are going on in the world today because a lot of people have said that there's many um, different rumors are going around and different teachings about things that are starting the final seven years. Most prophecy teachers understand the final seven years that it's daniel's 70th week or a final seven year period now some would say that that entire final seven years is the great tribulation but that's a misinterpretation of scripture the great tribulation is only the final three and one half years of that however you say well then how in the world are we going to know when the final seven years starts well the bible prophesies in daniel nine twenty-four of a peace agreement that will be established on the earth and when that peace agreement there have been many peace agreements especially between israel and the palestinians and israel and different different arab nations but the fact of the matter is they weren't the one because there are characteristics that will help us with that so we'll get into it today and we want to see what's going on and how that compares to did were they the ones that started the final seven years so will it be this a new us or an eu led and that's very important that we talk about the eu because the bible says the antichrist will confirm a covenant with many we know that the antichrist will be a political leader from the european union so when somebody says hey somebody from south africa is proposing a a peace agreement i say well okay let's talk about it but i know that the antichrist and the european union has to be involved in it so there's a new EU-led peace initiative that leads to, is going to, they're proposing it that it will lead to an agreement. Will that be the one that starts the final seven years? Or did the Abraham Accords, did that is that going to mark the beginning of the end? Or will it be Israel and a Saudi normalization agreement? Will that be the one that starts the final seven years? I mean, there's so much going on right now. And so we're going to talk about it today because we want to kind of clear the air here, right? I mean, that's the goal in all of this. So one of the things I want to mention before we really take a deep dive into this is I do not believe that Israel should sign a peace agreement. But the Bible says that they're going to. When the children of Israel were coming out of the wilderness and they were coming into the promised land, God told them, I don't want you to sign any agreements with the heathen. I want you to go in and you occupy and you possess the land. God gave them that land as an eternal promise. And he said, you go in and possess the land. he gave them back to, to, in, to their father, Abraham through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I want you to go in and possess the land. Do not sign a covenant with them. So I do not agree that Israel should sign an agreement, but they've done it before. There's been the Oslo Peace Accords, the Y River Accords. There has been, um, remember when they gave Gaza back to the, uh, back in, to the in the south, uh, Ariel Sharon gave Gaza back in hopes of a peace agreement. They were trading the promised land for peace, but it hasn't worked, has it? I mean, they've still just, there's so much chaos. And most of the rockets that are fired off from Gaza, they're fired into Israel. They're fired from Gaza, who they gave the land to for peace. But it simply has not worked. So just before we start in this, I do not believe Israel should sign an agreement. But the Bible says that they're going to. So again, the Bible clearly provides the characteristics of an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. It's not going to be a peace agreement between Israel and one of the other Arab nations. It specifically is talking about the the Palestinians. So we're going to talk about it. It's foretold by Daniel, and it'll start the final seven years prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ in the Battle of Armageddon. Now, many suggest... That the Abraham Accords was the prophesied agreement mentioned in Daniel nine twenty seven, and that we've already have entered the final seven years. I had somebody come up to me um, when the Abraham Accords got signed about six months later, and we, you know that when the when the final seven years the peace agreement gets signed, we're going to send a magazine to every home in Israel. End Time Ministries is in an effort to warn them what's coming and about another Jewish Holocaust and every, all everything that was set in motion years ago by end time ministries and 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 really god gave my father-in-law irvin baxter a vision all of it and wow god has given us some um very influential friends in israel that are going to help us with this quest and many of you have joined with us financially and in prayer uh to make this happen when the time comes so there's a lot of people once the abraham accords were signed about six months later i had somebody come up to me and a, a friend of mine and said look Dave we've, The Abraham Accords started the final seven years Why haven't you guys sent the magazine you're, you're missing the boat here We're six months late And I said well the Abraham Accords is not the one And he said well what do you mean And I said it does not have the five characteristics Of the Biblical characteristics of the peace agreement And I had to walk him through all of that And he would just you know He didn't know whether to believe me or not But the fact of the matter is it's We now know that it didn't start the final seven years So The thing is, is that you say, well, how do you know it's going to be between the Palestinians? Jesus foretold the Palestinians must be included in the prophesied peace deal, which is why others wonder, since it has been reported that the Saudi cannot neglect the Palestinians in a potential normalization deal with Israel, they wonder if the Saudis could be um, added to the Abraham Accords and be the final link that's needed to secure the prophesied covenant. Well, we know the peace agreement is coming. There's not one-tenth of one percent chance that it won't come. There will be a peace agreement. Is it one or one? Humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end-time now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at intimecom slash UET. Go to intimecom slash UET or call 800-END-TIME. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more End Time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited, Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Will allow us to know we've started the final seven years before the second coming of jesus christ the battle of armageddon there are there are opinions range far and wide but the bible gives us the answers it's daniel's 70th week in daniel 9 24 through 27 he told about a 490 year prophecy 483 years of that is done we've there's only a seven year period left and there's a gap And the gap we know now is about a 2,000-year gap. And then there's a final seven-year scenario that's coming. And it's full of many prophesied events. And so when will that final seven-year start? Well, it's going to be a peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. So that's why we watch. When somebody says, hey, there's a new Israeli-Palestinian peace initiative in the works, man, we follow that like a hawk, don't we? Because I want to know, is this the one? Does this have the biblical characteristics to it? Now... The Times of Israel. They just posted a, um, and they what they've talked about is different articles about a Saudi-backed EU venture that aims to incentivize Israel-Palestinian peace. Now, I know about the Saudi uh, United States Arab or um, Israel normalization initiative, but when I read this about this Saudi-backed EU, the European Union venture, I thought, well, hold on. Now we need to pay attention to this because I know that the Bible says it will be an EU venture, the, the power base of the Antichrist will be the European Union. So when we're talking about this EU venture that's in the works, and has been in the works for quite some time, it just hasn't been in the forefront of the news, and when, the, when I know the power base of the Antichrist is gonna be EU, so I know that we need to be watching this, then it caught my eye, and also, this is being done on at the United Nations General Assembly. It was one of their breakoff meetings that they had. Well, what's that got to do with it? Because I know the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over a world-governing body. The United Nations is the seat of that world-governing body. So I thought, man, there's a lot of pieces tying together here. Does that prove it's the one? No. There has to be a... All of the characteristics involved, even if all these were to sign a peace agreement tomorrow, if it did not have the characteristics of the biblical peace agreement, then it wouldn't be the one, right? There have been other peace agreements signed, but they weren't the one. So let's talk about it. The The article goes on to say from the Times of Israel that there was a ministerial gathering at the U.N. General Assembly on the sidelines of that, and that it's going to ha- see um, European, Arab, and global actors... They're going to form working groups to, to develop perks that can that um, conflict parties will be able to enjoy if they were to make a deal. Israel, the Palestinians, different Arab nations. Uh, if they were to sign a deal, maybe they could all work together somehow to have peace. Now, I know that this is eventually going to lead to the Battle of Armageddon. That's where it's all going to end up because all of this is going to come down to who controls Jerusalem. But that's not going to be settled in the beginning. That is going to be saved Till the end of the final seven years. And that's what's eventually going to lead to the Battle of Armageddon. But in these meetings at the United General Assembly, uh, the United Nations General Assembly, Saudi Arabia, the, the European Union, the Arab League, and other international partners, are, w- uh, they unveiled an initiative. This was on Monday that aimed at incentivizing Israel and the Palestinian Authority to strike a peace deal. The, the Peace Day effort was rolled out as a, uh, a ministerial event on the sidelines of the United Nations, this General Assembly in New York, and participating countries from three working groups, they were tasked with coming up with uh, different content of a peace-supporting package uh, which will be presented to Israel and the Palestinian Authority upon the signing of a potential fu- uh, peace agreement in the near future one working group is going to outline this potential peacetime regional political and security cooperation mechanisms a second working group was going to work on uh, to develop proposals for economic cooperation in areas such as um i think it was trade investment innovation t- uh, transportation natural resources and the environment And then there was a third working group that was to develop uh, proposals for cooperation in humanitarian, intercultural, and human security issues. But I can tell you right now, before they ever get a peace deal done, they're going to have to deal with the Temple Mount. I can tell you that. Because that's what they they argue over, the status of Jerusalem. That's where all that's going to go before it's all over with. So this initiative at the U.N. General Assembly, it's been in the works for several years. And is being presented at a joint effort by the European Union, Saudi Arabia, the Arab League, in cooperation with Jordan and Egypt. However, officials familiar with the project said the main driving force behind it is the EU's uh, kind of like a special representative for the Middle East uh, peace process. The guy's name is Sven Koopmans. I've got my eye on him right now because he is he's EU. I'm, you say, was he? Are you saying he's the Antichrist? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if he could get these guys to somehow get to a peace deal and then the major politicians in Europe sign it, you know, one of them has to be the Antichrist. The Bible says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a final seven year period. That's Daniel nine twenty-seven. So the plans backers, uh, they say that they are looking to build up on, on an Arab peace initiative. Remember back in uh, 2002, the Arab peace initiative and the proposal offering was um israel diplomatic ties with the entire arab league if the former reached a two-state solution with the palestinians and so that that framework has taken a hit in recent years because several arab countries agreed to normalize ties with israel that was the abraham accords without waiting for the creation of a palestinian state so they kind of um they superseded this the the Arab Peace Initiative and they they really took away the veto power from the Palestinians so even the API's principal backer Saudi Arabia is in talks with the United States right now about normalizing ties with Israel so the peace day effort at the United Nations General Assembly it was all about building on a the 2013 offer by the European Union to present an unprecedented package of political security economic support to both of the conflict parties once they reached a future peace deal if if they were to do that and I know they're going to it may not be this effort but but it will be one effort because the Bible prophecies always come to pass that every single one of them that has ha- supposed to have happened up to this Point, they've happened in great detail because God knows the end from the beginning and so all of these prophecies are clipping off one right after another so the terms of this offer they were really never fleshed out and the formation of the works groups, the working groups they're supposed to provide the sides an opportunity to do so so they're, they're working on it it's interesting to me that they would choose the a, a breakout session from at the United Nations General Assembly to do so So this initiative is separate from any peace negotiations, which do not appear to be in the offing. Israel is currently led by uh, what is widely seen as the most right-wing government in history, while the Palestinian Authority has slowly lost its legitimacy in the eyes of Palestinians among allegations of corruption, right? Because um, the Palestinians are are kind of... uh, They just, it's it's not so nice. Let's just say that. And many of them are, uh, they're supported by um, Iran. And a different effort because Iran is having this, Iran is having, creating this um, ring of fire, they call it, where Iran has different proxies. Now, I'm not saying all Palestinians, but I'm saying there are some terrorist factions there and uh, they're doing what they do and that is terrorist activity. And so, you know, however, those behind this initiative, they believe that there is still some work that international actors can carry out in an an interim here with the hope that providing additional carrots, let's say, will entice the parties um, to the conflict to come to the table and try to negotiate a peace agreement. There are many people around the world, many um, influential leaders, globalists that believe and they try to spread the the propaganda that this Israel Palestinian situation, this conflict that's going on in the Middle East, if they could get that figured out and a peace deal signed, that that would lead to peace around the world. Now it's not going to. It's going to lead to the world's final war. Is what's going to lead to. However, in the minds of these globalists, which are total humanists, uh, humanists, they don't believe they don't they don't rely upon God. That God's not even in the equation. The only thing they're concerned about is humanistic solutions. That's the United Nations, a totally humanitarian organization. No, God's not even in the picture. He's not in the equation. We've got to settle this by getting a peace deal done. And that's what they're trying to do. So these working groups, they're they're aiming to hold an initial assessment in December before presenting the peace-supporting package by September of 2024, a year from now. That's according to a senior international official. So they're going to work. They're going to give updates every three months for the next uh, for the next year. And then in September 24, they're hoping to roll out this or to at least announce a peace initiative here. Last month, Saudi Arabia's ambassador to Jordan began serving as Riyadh's first ever non-resident ambassador to the Palestinians, as well as its first ever non-resident consul general to Jerusalem. So, the Arab official explained that Riyadh has made clear to Ramallah that, it, it, in other words, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Ramallah is the uh, head of the Palestinian Authority, that it is prepared to depart from its long-held public stance against normalizing ties with Israel, which absent an actualized two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And the PA has come to terms with this development, and accordingly, is asking for measures that will that fall short of immediate statehood right so this is one of the initiatives that has been is actually in the works it is is getting ready to there they've come up with it they presented some things they're going to be giving like three month updates until september of 2024 when they're wanting to present it And it's going to have the Arab nations. It's going to have the EU involved. And I'm sure they'll try to get the United States involved in it. And so I don't know which initiative is going to be the one that starts the final seven years. We don't know at this point. But I do know the characteristics. The Bible will help us out with that. And um, that's what we're looking for. Now, excuse me. I wanted to talk about the Abrahamic origins of this. Because... Back when we heard the name Abraham Accords given to the peace agreement between Israel, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, we were obviously immediately excited. If you understand anything about the Bible and the peace initiative, we even wondered if this Abraham Accords could lead to the confirmation of the covenant prophesied in Daniel 9.27. So let's talk about the Abrahamic Covenant. Not the Abraham Accords, the Abrahamic Covenant. It's two different things. That could, the Abraham Accords could lead to this peace agreement. But let's talk about the original Abrahamic covenant. So 4,000 years ago, God entered into a covenant with Abraham. The, this pivotal event, it's recorded back in uh, Genesis 15, 18. It says, in the same day, the Lord God made a covenant with Abram, saying, unto thy seed have I given this land from the river Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Now, this covenant made by God with Abraham promised that the land of Israel would belong to Abraham's descendants forever through the lineage of, you read on down through the book of Genesis, through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this covenant made by God with Abraham, it was um, it was supposed to last for, Ab- uh, Israel would belong to Abraham through his descendants forever. Because the Jews rejected Jesus, when he came as their Messiah, the Jewish people were driven into exile from their promised land by the Romans in when Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. So their exile continued for 1878 years until the rebirth of Israel in 1948. So as God began to establish the seed of Abraham in their promised land, after World War II, they started coming back from all over the world. Their surrounding Arab neighbors bitterly opposed their return to the land of Israel. And then finally, in 1979, um, Egypt, at that time led by um, Anwar Sadat, became the last Arab nation to sign a peace treaty with Israel. Or, I'm sorry, the First Nation. Then a year later, Sadat paid for it with his life for his action because uh, he was assassinated by militants who hated Israel. And then in 1994... The country of Jordan signed a peace agreement with the Jewish nation. Still, though, there were 20 Arab nations that steadfastly refused to establish relations with Israel or acknowledge her right to exist. Now, that brings us to the Abraham Accords in 2020, because this is going to change the equation totally. And this is what something Donald Trump did that was huge. Before his election, Donald Trump declared that the number one goal of his presidency would be to achieve peace between israel and her arab neighbors after three years of just determined diplomacy President Trump surprised the world by announcing a peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. A few days later, the country of Bahrain announced that they too would establish peace with Israel. And on September 15, 2020, representatives from Israel, the United States, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain met in Washington, D.C. on the White House lawn, and there they signed the Abraham Accords. Wow, when they said the Abraham Accords... Man, we were we were just excited because I thought, man, maybe this will be the one that starts the final seven years. Well, we're not there yet because we're going to talk about the final seven years in just a little bit. But still joining you from Indianapolis, Indiana. If you're anywhere in the area, come out and see us.
1: They that understand what
0: is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com/future or call 800 time. That's 800-363-8463. <laughs> The question is, with the with the Abraham Accords, did that begin the final seven years? Well, It's the answer to that very, very important question. Is no. The final seven years has not begun yet. The signing of the peace agreements with Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates that did that was not the completion of the Abraham Accords. After the accords were signed on September fifteenth, President Trump said that there are there's many other Arab nations that were now anxiously wanting to sign onto the Abraham Accords from a prophetic perspective the most notable signatory to all of them of of the accords would certainly be the palestinians so what i want to do I, i i in a little bit i want to provide some scriptural proof for this assertion Um, But first, let's get to the potential Israel-Saudi deal. Because a lot of people are saying, hey, it could be Israel-Saudi Arabia, this normalization agreement. Because remember, there's many things in the works right now. Well, on August 9th, the Wall Street Journal published an article titled, The Saudis Agree with the U.S. on a Path to Normalize Kingdom's Ties with Israel. And the officials are negotiating details of the agreement. And they hope to cement cement it within 9 to 12 months. Man, when I read that, I thought, now what in the world is going on here? I mean, this would be a huge step towards an eventual peace agreement. Well, Saudi Arabia, they said that they were cautious about fully normalizing ties with Israel or making a deal with the current Israeli government led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, or he goes by MBS, I guess, is reportedly not eager for, to complete normalization and prefers interim steps rather than a comprehensive accord similar to the Israel United Arab Emirates uh, Abraham Accords in 2020. According to the Israeli the Israel National News, it's Arutz Shevar, Channel 7 in Israel. The report said that the United States and Saudi officials have agreed on broad terms for a potential Israel Saudi Israel Saudi deal which would see the U.S. make major security guarantees to Saudi Arabia. Riyadh was supposed to take major steps to distance itself from China. And Israel was to take major steps toward creating an independent Palestinian state. Well, of course, to prophecy students, this last statement, you know, take uh, israel was supposed to take major steps towards creating an independent palestinian state to prophecy students that statement is very important because the prophesied peace deal that starts the final seven years must include the palestinians so this article in a root sheva or israel national news it in, it continues and it says that saudi arabia is seeking a um kind of like a uh, a NATO-like mutual security treaty that would obligate the United States to come to its defense if the um, if the Saudis are attacked. Then they also would require a, a civilian nuclear program monitored and backed by the U.S. The ability to purchase more advanced weaponry from Washington, uh, kind of such as the um, the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense or THAAD, anti-ballistic missile defense system which could be used to combat iran's increasing missile arsenal but in exchange the united states was looking for saudi arabia to offer an unprecedentedly large aid package to the palestinian institutions in the west bank to curtail deals with chinese technology firms like hawaii And then use U.S. dollars instead of Chinese currency to price oil sales. So there's a lot involved in this, more than just Israel and the Palestinians, right? And they also wanted them to reject a Beijing plan to establish a military base on Saudi soil and and to bolster the truce that ended the civil war in Yemen. So for many, the likelihood of success for the deal is considered low really due to multiple challenges and obstacles, while others are very optimistic. And so I, I'm, I'm watching all of them because I know the characteristics that lead to that will show us which one's the peace agreement that starts the final seven years. So I'm watching all of these things, and I wanted to keep you up to date on all of them because there will be one come along someday that starts the final seven years. So the the uh, White House National Security spokesman, council spokesman, John Kirby, said a deal is not close at hand. But he said, quite frankly, just to be blunt here, I think the reporting has left some people with the the impression that the discussions are further along, closer to some sense of certainty than they actually are. There's still a lot of discussing to happen here. There's still a lot of conversations that have to occur before we get there. Now, one of the main reasons I want to do the program today is because there are a lot of people saying, well, this uh, Saudi normalization deal with Israel, I mean, this could be the one that starts the final seven years. Well, they're talking about it, but it is, they haven't got nothing signed. They're still a ways off now. But we've got to report on it, don't we? Because it's certainly, the Bible says there's going to be a peace agreement. a um, member of the Knesset, Danny Danon, he told International uh, Abraham Accords Forum back on December 22 that he expects to see agreement between Israel and the Saudi Arabia in the coming year. Uh, Dr. Ariel Cohen of the Atlantic Council's Eurasia Center told CNBC International that all the demands made by the Saudis will make a deal difficult, certainly, and that the Saudis, the the prince... Um, mbs mohammed bin salman asked for a very high price for normalization with israel cohen said and he wanted nuclear technology with very few strings attached to be provided to saudi arabia now that's going to be a big problem for israel right Another nuclear arsenal sitting there right in the Middle East with them in an Arab nation. And then, of course, they wanted enrichment of uranium. He wanted an ironclad guarantee that if Saudi Arabia was attacked by Iran, the United States would step in and go to war for the kingdom. Those are huge asks by the Saudi Arabians. And Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told Bloomberg's uh, Francine, he said, I think that we are um, about to witness a pivot of history. First, there's an economic corridor of energy, transport, communications that naturally goes through our geography from Asia through the Arabian Peninsula to Europe. And Israel would be involved in all of this. But he's still sitting back looking at, oh, man, another Arab nation having a nuclear arsenal. That is not going to be acceptable to Netanyahu ever. Now, he added, though, if there is a political will, there will be a political way to achieve normalization and formal peace deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia and that has enormous economic consequences for the investors and if they have to be to bet on it, he said if i have to bet on it right now he said i would bet on it he said but i can't guarantee it so like i said there's a lot of talk going on so there's another question will an israeli saudi arabia normalization deal should one get signed would that be, start the final seven years? The answer simply is no, it would not. The prophesied agreement mentioned in Daniel 27 must be between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Okay? Now, that's where... A lot of different teachers have so many opinions and beliefs and teachings. And, you know, if you believe it can be between Israel and somebody else, then, hey, it's like, well, maybe we've already signed the deal. Maybe we're already in the final seven years. There are other people that are teaching all kinds of stuff that Laudato Si, the encyclical that the Pope signed in 2017, uh in 2015 and then his laudato c seven year plan for the end time on the climate crisis and everything that we started the final seven years when that happened and there's all kinds of things floating around out there the fact of the matter is is the bible specifically says that there will be a peace agreement signed the antichrist will be involved in getting that signed between the israelis and the palestinians so let me explain so let, let's 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 see if we can understand this prophesied peace deal the very important prophecy of the coming peace agreement it's given in Daniel 924 through 27 this is in the if you read it in the King James Version it says 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression make an end to sins make reconciliation for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness seal up division and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build the temple, to build Jerusalem unto the unto the Messiah, um, unto the Prince, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks, and the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations be determined, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's a week of years there, and in the midst of the week, that's a seven-year period in other words, in the midst of the week, three and a half years in, he will cause the sacrifice and the oblation to stop, and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So, the famous prophecy is often referred to as Daniel's seventy weeks. Now, most prophecy teachers would teach on Daniel's seventy weeks, and but they, you know, it just there's a lot of weeds that you can get into if you really don't understand this stuff. So, it, it could be more accurately described as seventy weeks of years, or really a four hundred and ninety year prophecy. That the um, New International Version says 77s are decreed upon your people. The New Century version says God has ordered 490 years for your people. So this prophecy of Daniel 927, it foretold the events of Jewish history that would occur over a period of 490 years. And this is going to become clear as we get into this prophecy. So there's one other thing we have to notice in order to understand Daniel's 70 weeks. The prophecy is given in three segments. Some people try to cram them all together like they happen over a 490-year period consecutively. But that simply is not the case. You try to figure it out like that, and you're going to be, get really struck several times. So it's it's these three segments are seven weeks of years or a 49-year period. Then there's a gap. And then 62 weeks of years, or a 434-year period. And then there's another gap. And then there's one week of years, or a final seven-year period. So the prophecy is given this way because of these gaps between the 49 years, the 434 years, and that final seven-year period. And then verse 25 in Daniel 9, it tells us when the forty, 490 years begins. It says that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah would be the seven weeks of years or 49 years, the 62 weeks of years or 434 years. So in other words, from the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem to the Messiah, or when Jesus Christ came, would be 483 years plus the length of the gap between the 49 years and the 434 years. Now, I'm, you're, I know it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose, but the, the thing is, that y- if, you, if you're if you going to understand this prophecy, you got to be able to get all this. And, you know, we've got DVDs and books. I mean, we, our new book, Understand the End Time, it goes through all of this in great detail. And all of the the new Understand the End Time DVD series, all this stuff goes through all of this, and it slows way down and goes through it in great detail. So we want to make sure you get it, though, because there is a final seven years getting ready to start. And we want to make sure that when that peace agreement is signed, that you understand every single characteristic of that peace agreement. So that way, even if there's 10 signed between now and then, we will know which one it is. And it's very important because God wanted us to know. That's
1: why it's in the Bible. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started in Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Bless. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: the Jews to return um, to rebuild Jerusalem was given by the Persian king Cyrus back in 538 B.C. So this is when the prophecy begins. Verse 25 clearly states that the the coming of the Messiah would mark the end of the 483 years. So this helps us with the gaps. The gap between the 483 years and the final seven years. We want to explain that. Notice that after the 483 years Two things were prophesied to happen. Messiah was to be cut off. Jerusalem was to be destroyed. And in verse 26, Jesus was crucified or cut off around uh, 30 AD or so. We don't know for sure. And Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. And yet the final seven years of the prophecy contained in verse 27 had not begun yet, right? So there's obviously a gap between the 483 years and the final seven years. (laughs) So why is there a gap and how big is it? Well, this gap is because the Jews as a whole rejected Jesus as their Messiah. Consequently, God turned to the Gentiles to take a bride for his namesake. And this began the scripture called, um, that it calls the times of the Gentiles. Uh, the Apostle Paul described it in this way in Romans eleven twenty five. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part hath happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. A lot of people say, well, you guys believe in replacement theology. Absolutely not. We do not believe in replacement theology. The fact of the matter is, is that the Bible says Israel will be blinded in part. I have Jewish friends that are saved today under the New Testament plan of salvation called being born again. I teach a class of Jews every Thursday in our Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel from our studios in Dallas, and many of them have come to the Lord. So Israel has been blinded in part. We absolutely do not believe in replacement theology. Jews can be saved today just like Gentiles. Okay? Now, I want to clear that up. Folks, from our present perspective, though, we know that this gap that we're talking about, this the second gap, was to be about 2,000 years. And the gap's going to continue until the signing of this coming Palestinian-Israeli peace agreement. So the final seven years of the 490-year prophecy... They're described in Daniel 9.27. And this verse contains the prophecy of the Middle East Peace Agreement that will mark the beginning of the final seven years. So we want to look at it once again because I want to make sure you understand this. If you get this, then you'll know the characteristics of the final seven years. The Bible says, Daniel 9.27, he shall confirm the covenant. Who's he? It's the Antichrist. He will confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's a seven-year period. And in the midst of the week, three and a half years into that seven years he's going to cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease for the overspreading of abomination he shall make a desolate even until the consummation and that de- shall determine shall be poured out upon the desolate well, okay now there's several things that we must understand from this important verse number one who's the he what's the covenant what are the sacrifices that are to be stopped and what's the abomination of desolation so, number one, who's the he? Well, the he does three things. The three, confer- um, he number one, he confirms the covenant. So the Antichrist confirms the covenant. You go to Daniel 11, 21 through 45, describes the actions of the Antichrist. And in verses 21 and 22, it's, he is called the prince of the covenant. Number two, he causes the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. The Bible says the Antichrist causes the sacrifices to stop in Daniel eleven thirty one. He places the abomination of desolation. The Bible says the Antichrist places the abomination that makes desolate in Daniel 11.31 as well. So the Antichrist does all three things. So we have absolute proof that the he in Daniel 9.27, it's the Antichrist. And then, of course, what's the covenant? I I mentioned it earlier, Genesis 15.18. The Bible says, In the same day that the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt under the great river, the river Euphrates. At the time of this divine promise, of course, Abraham was in the land of Israel. The Abrahamic covenant was God's promise to Abraham that the promised land would belong to him and his descendants forever. Then what's the confirmation of the covenant? Well, this is very, very key here. When the Middle East peace agreement is signed, the Antichrist and the international community will confirm Israel's right to exist in the Holy Land presently Israel's enemies deny that she has a right to a homeland there and that God promised to Abraham when the confirmation of the covenant takes place at the time of the signing of the Palestinian Israeli peace agreement the final seven years to the battle of Armageddon will have begun and the second coming of Jesus Christ so it's very important that we understand it will be between the Palestinians and the Israelis now let let me give you a proof for that you say, well, how do we know? That, that that That's kind of vague. I've actually heard prophecy teachers say, well, Daniel 9.27, that's not referring to the, an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. Oh, it absolutely is. Because just like anything else in the Bible, when you're studying a topic, you have to go to every scripture pertaining to that topic, right? No matter what you're studying, you better make sure you understand every verse that pertains to that topic. So... If you go to Matthew chapter 24, remember Daniel 9, 27 talks about the abomination of desolation. When you go to Matthew 24, Jesus said, he's, they, they ask him, what's the sign of your coming of the end of this age? He goes, you know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and all these different things. And then he says, and when you, he's talking to us, people that would be here at the time of the end of the age. He says, when you, therefore, see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet in Daniel 9, 27, he said, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee. So he gives us a, a specific event to watch. When you the um, abomination of desolation is described in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, when the Antichrist will stand in the Jewish temple proclaiming to be God. Jesus said, when you see that event occur, let them which be in Judea flee. Well, so he's painting a picture. He said, because then would be great tribulation, such as never will be before, never will be again. The greatest time of persecution the world's ever known. So Jesus was painting a picture here of what the... um, what the end time scenario would look like and who this final peace agreement would involve he specifically is talking about israel and the palestinian region the west bank the west bank today is there's israel proper and then there's the west bank the area that they conquered in 1967. jesus is specifically talking about that scenario he's painting a picture saying that it's going to be a very volatile region And there will be, the Palestinians will have a two-state solution. They're a two-state, their own state. But yet the Jews that live out will, that are living there now, they're called settlers in the news. They will be allowed to live out there under Palestinian jurisdiction. But Jesus said, when you see that abomination of desolation occur, you Jews that are living in the West Bank area, you're going to have to flee. He said, let them which live in Judea run for their lives because there's gonna be the greatest time of persecution the world's ever known. It's gonna be another Jewish Holocaust is what it's gonna be. And so this helps us to understand what this end time scenario looks like. Jesus is specifically telling us it's between the Israelis and the Palestinians. The Palestinians are the only one vying for that land. None of the other Arab nations are vying for the West Bank. The Palestinians are Arabs that were there when Israel was established in 1948. The land was called Palestine by the Romans uh, after the revolt and different things that happened back early on, um, almost 2,000 years ago. And so there has never been a country called Palestine. The the Romans called it that. But yet they call themselves the Palestinians, and they try to get everybody to think that they're a country, and, but they're simply, they're simply not. And there's the Palestinian Authority, but the Arab nations around there, they really don't want uh, Israel to exist there. But when the peace agreement signed, the Bible says that the international community will recognize Israel's right to exist. So there is going to be a two-state solution created. The Palestinians will be given their state, and the Jews that are living out there now as settlers will be allowed to live out there uh, under Palestinian jurisdiction as a minority. And so this helps us to understand, once you understand, and you start tying all these pieces together, you say, oh, well, now, now I understand that the Abraham Accords could not be the peace agreement. And now I understand that the uh, a Saudi-Israel normalization agreement, that can't be the, the peace agreement that starts the final seven years. The prophesied agreement, even if they got an agreement, even if both of these entities, this even if this new EU uh, initiative with EU, Saudi, and some all these other Arab nations, if they were to get a peace deal done tomorrow, it would not be the one, it would not be the one that started the final seven years. However, if they were to get one done between the Israelis and the Palestinians that had all the biblical characteristics, you say, what are the biblical characteristics? I don't know if I'll have time uh, to get to them and, and through all these different scenarios that I'm running through, so let me just tell you what the characteristics are of this final seven-year peace agreement, because I want to make sure you get them, because they will help us recognize the one that starts the final seven years. It is the the Bible says that the there is going to be a uh, two-state solution created. So, if there's a peace agreement signed between these two in the future, it has to be the two. Sta- there's a two-state solution we created between uh, the Israelis and the Palestinians, and the Jews living out in the West Bank will be allowed to live out there as a Jewish minority under Palestinian jurisdiction. There's going to be a sharing arrangement. Uh, it's, this is talked about in Math in uh, Revelation chapter eleven, verse one and two. John, measure the the temple, but don't measure the outer court. It's going to be trodden down to the Gentiles for 42 months. A sharing arrangement on the temple mount. This is going to be included in the peace agreement. Israel's going to be allowed to build her third temple. And the status of Jerusalem will be put off until the end of the final seven-year period. Now, when we see those five... Characteristics in and in time, this Israeli Palestinian peace agreement, then we can know the one that starts the final seven year period. And so it, and I just wanted to kind of clear the air today because there's so much going on with the, um, with these end time final seven year scenarios. Is it this peace agreement? Is it that peace agreement? Is this peace initiative? There's another one coming over here. There's Laudato seed by the Pope in this final seven year thing and all that. Listen, from the prophecy, straight from the prophecies of the Bible, there is a final seven year period. It's the final seven years of that 490 year period given in Daniel 927, 924 through 27. And then uh, it's time, but the the um, the fact that and in the in Daniel nine twenty seven this four hundred and ninety year prophecy, and then the final seven years, and then all of the characteristics and everything going with that. Once you understand this, then you can say, okay, I can see you know any kind of peace deal that struck because there have been many, and but it's not the one that started the final seven years. And I wanted to kind of clear the air. Uh, with all of this today because we may see they're going to propose this EU-Saudi uh, Arabia initiative in the near future. Yeah, they're going to propose one next September 24th. And there'll be a lot of people say, well, it's in September and there's there's always this September 23rd, Feast of Trumpets, the Lord's coming back, that type situation. But we want to clear the error on this. The Bible gives us the, uh, all of these different hint top scenarios, the final peace agreement scenario final seven years, World War Three, everything else, we want to make sure we understand because the prophecies are there for us to understand. Daniel prophesied that during the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, they that understand among the people would instruct many. Thank you for joining us today from Indianapolis, God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us. We love each and every one.